Good morning. It's time for our cool conversation. I'm George Plummer, and with us today we have Grady County Emergency Management Director Dale Thompson. Dale, thanks for coming in today. Appreciate Bonjour. it. And we have uh, a new employee at the uh, EOC, and it's Laura Stevens, an administrative assistant. Laura, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Is Dale treating you okay for the time being? Yeah, pretty good. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, we wanted to bring in Dale and uh, Laura to talk about some uh, summer safety tips as far as uh, hot weather and things are concerned, and uh, some other things that uh, is going on at the emergency management office here in Grady County. And we want to thank our Cool Conversation sponsors, which include Stanley Systems and the Community Bank of Oklahoma. So, Dale, we don't normally have you on the program during the summer. It's just not the severe weather season is actually kind of behind us. Although a Something tornado can happen. happen, it can happen <laughs> any time, right? That's right. Any any month of the year, right? Yeah, we have them recorded every month, and you know it's just a different kind of danger from springtime moving into summertime. You have your different kinds of uh, troubles to look out for. All right. Uh, talk about uh, bringing uh, Laura on uh, staff and uh, some of the things that she's doing to help you out. Well, in the uh, end of November last year, we uh, put applications out, and Laura was selected to be our administrative assistant uh, full-time, and uh, she helps us out tremendously. She kind of takes care of the whole passport uh, operation that our office is in charge of, and anything else that we deem that we can uh, utilize her for whenever there's some downtime in the passport stuff. So she's a big asset to us. So we've talked about passports before when you've been on the show, mm-hmm. and uh, that's just kind of a new thing for you, but uh, really kind of getting it down to the nuts and bolts now, I guess, right? Yeah, we started it, I think, in, what, 2019 uh, is when we started doing the passport applications over there. Um it's it's got contentious at times, especially during COVID and stuff like that, because we had to close a little bit. We had to modify our hours, and some people come in and they they, they actually think that we're going to issue the passport, you know, at our office, which we don't. We we're just an application acceptance facility, so they come in with all their documentation that's required and fees that are required and paperwork. And they fill everything out, and then we send everything in to uh, State Department for them to process their passport. And luckily, that's what Laura takes care of. So, but uh, yeah, it, it sometimes can be because we're only doing on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, mm-hmm. and by appointment only. And there's several times of the year that has its ups, and then it slows down a little bit, and then back up again, and slow down, and all that. So. It's, but sometimes it can be pretty, pretty con- right. contingent, you know, on right. whatever else is going on. So start to finish, Laura, how long does it take to, to get all the paperwork done? And you've got to get a picture, I guess, and yes. paperwork file and all that. So a lot of times people will come in with their paperwork already filled out. So that does speed up the process. If they have to fill out the paperwork in office, then it can take up to 30 minutes, which isn't really that long. We make copies and, um, take their picture and Mm -hmm. so generally if it's just one or two people the whole process is about a 30 minute time frame right what's the cost of a passport these days currently the passport for adults is 130 dollars for minors 15 and under is 100 dollars. and they last for how long for adults it's 10 years and then for minors it is only five years and is this going to be a Something that we haven't heard about the real ID much lately, but that's going to be coming into play here probably in the next year. Or so 
do people have to have the passport for the real ID or have a real ID to get their passport? Or It, it helps. Uh, that's one of the requirements. If you go to DPS's website and look at the real ID requirements, that's one of the documentation that you can use to uh, uh, receive your real ID. There's a ser- there's step process where you got to have, I think it's like two f- different forms of ID, maybe a, uh, a utility bill, uh, military voter registration, you know, something. There's a whole list that you can look at online, you know, to get your real ID. And... You know, just a suggestion on that, you know, if you've got to renew your driver's license and you get the real ID, you know, you better start it early because, you know, there's still some backlog and time frames on getting that real ID and you don't want to let your ID run out or expire. So, because one thing, if you have an expired ID, then you can't put in, you can't use that as your primary uh, ID on your passport. It has to be current. So, and let's talk. Is there a, is there a need for everybody to get a real ID? Well, no. I mean, uh, if you go into a federal building, you go into uh, you're going to fly or something like that. You've got to have that real ID. But if you're one of the type of people that don't travel much or uh, have to need to go into a federal like a federal courthouse or something like that, then you don't necessarily have to get it. You know, we try, we try to encourage people to go ahead and get it. So, because you never know what might happen a year down the road, you know, you may be called to federal jury duty or you may have to go to the federal courthouse. And if you don't have a real ID, then you're, you're, you're going to have a lot more hard time getting into that facility without it. I mean, probably won't get in that facility. Very well. (laughs) So, you know, we encourage everybody to go ahead and try to get it, you know, but uh, start the process early before your ID expires. Yeah, probably six six months, probably maybe a year. You you can start, I think it is up to six months before it expires. Like mine expires in December. I'm going to be approaching that here in the next couple of months because I have to go through DMV because I have a commercial license. And that takes a little bit longer. I think most of it you can do at the tag office if you bring the forms in. I'm, don't quote me on that. I, I think you know, call them and ask them. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you're if you have a commercial driver's license, you have to go through the DMV like you normally do, and then start that process with all the other documentation to get your real ID and your driver's license. Back on our Cool Conversation program today, uh, Dale Thompson uh, with us and uh, Laura Stevens with Grady County Emergency Management. We wanted to talk about uh, uh, this is the 4th of July weekend and there's lots of fireworks and things going on. And uh, we just want to encourage people to uh, be careful uh, when they use fireworks and use common sense and things like that, right? Yeah, and, and follow the directions on the fireworks packages i mean most people don't look at the directions on them you know they just want to get out there and get them lit and and see the results of it but uh, you know there's hundreds of thousands of people that go to the hospital every year days before the fourth of july and on the fourth of july weekend where they get hurt because they haven't handled the fireworks correctly uh lots of fires have started you know whether it be wildland fires or structure fires on it so you know Read the directions on it. Follow the directions on it. Best of all, if you can, just go out to the park and you know, and other places around that have firework shows, commercial firework shows. A lot safer that way. But if you have to get out, make sure you've got uh, uh, some water close by. You know, in case something starts catching on fire or something. Don't let the little kids, 
get out there and, and mess with the fireworks. I mean, they do have an age limit on the firework. Like I say, read the directions and and follow like that so you don't have a tragedy over the 4th of July weekend. I know somebody who suffered a pretty significant hand injury uh, when the firework exploded in his hand. The pictures were, were gruesome. Yes. Uh, his hand was basically blown apart. I don't know how the doctors put it back together, yeah. but they did. He just was missing uh, one finger. But uh, still, but yeah, very dangerous. So yeah. just and you know we've yeah. lost. You know we've had fires that's related. You know start a wildland fire. It's end up getting a structure fire. Years ago, down in the southern part of the county, we had some people setting off some fireworks, and the wind come along and tipped one over, and it they had the, their window to their trailer house or their door open. Firework went off and went inside the mobile home and caught the mobile home on fire, and it ended up burning up. So, you know. You have to be mindful of the weather outside, what it's doing, the wind and everything, and you know where you're setting them off at because it, it don't take much to get something bad happen. And most communities don't allow the fireworks inside the city limits, although there mm -hmm. are a few, so check with your local municipality if yeah. that's okay. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to, it's illegal inside the city limits, Chickasha, but check with the other, other municipalities and check with them and see if you're allowed to. But a lot of people go out into the rural area you know the back roads or something like that and inadvertently every year the fire department ended up getting a call on you know fire that was started by fireworks so it's it's a good great time of year for celebrating freedom but you sure got to be responsible about it now let's transition into uh the heat and we've had a few hot days already i think we've had two or three days over 100 uh we're getting into july now and the next couple months we're really probably going to see uh, some triple-digit temps, and uh, that could really lead to some health problems. Yeah. Officially, we've had four 100-degree uh, days. <clears throat> We're going to have some more starting next week, uh, and there's no telling how long that'll last. You know, I mean, you know, like you and I was talking earlier several years ago, we had, you know, 40-plus days of 100-plus weather. So uh, it's here. You know, and you have to be prepared for it just like you do a winter storm or a springtime storm because the heat heat index comes up if we have any kind of moisture in the air. Um, if we do have to have happen to have a tropical system come in over the next few weeks or months or something like that, if we don't get another rain, we're going to get some of the humidity. So, you know, take frequent break, breaks outside. If you work outside, wear light color clothing. Make sure you hydrate before you do any work or go outside as well as when you are outside. And know the signs of heat exhaustion and heat stroke, you know, and pay attention to them and try not to overdo it as best you can. So, but Yeah, the folks that work outside of the heat in the, in the, for a living kind of know that, but uh, mm -hmm. maybe the typical weekend gardener or person out there mowing their lawn, you know, yeah. maybe not. So uh, what are some of the signs uh, for heat exhaustion? Fatigue is one one thing. Uh, you can't get enough to drink. You know, you're you're sweating profusely. You know, that's you're starting to get to the point of heat exhaustion. You know, you're starting to feel run down, kind of maybe lightheaded or something. But if you don't pay attention to those signs, it can move into a heat stroke pretty quick. If you stop sweating, then you're in serious trouble. So you have to know the signs, and everybody has to. You know, keep an eye on people, and if you have to do out outdoor activities, do them early in the morning or late at night, you know, after the sun goes down or something, it starts cooling off. So just kind of limit your exposure, 
you know, the afternoon, you know, from one to six and stuff like that. If you have to be outside, just know know your limits and be prepared for it. If you're going to the lake, use plenty of sunscreen. Plenty yeah. of sunscreen and watch the alcohol because the alcohol will will take you down in a heartbeat, you know, with all the heat and humidity. And a lot of people think, oh, let's go get a cold beer. Well, how about some iced tea or some water? So, it, you know, beer's good when you're sitting in a air-conditioned place or under a shade tree if you have to consume alcohol, but it doesn't do good for the body in the heat. Um, we're not in a drought right now, but uh, there's always that. We've been in some drought issues uh, earlier this uh, year. Yes. Uh, I think we're not in, officially, in an official drought category. Fortunately for central Oklahoma, I think parts of western Oklahoma still have some issues. So. Still, still a few. I mean, Grady County is out of the drought officially, according to the uh, U.S. Drought Monitor. A uh, little bit of southwest and the north northwest and stuff like that still has some areas up there. They've even still got some severe drought going on up in the northwest. But the outlook for July and August and September from National Weather Service and the Storm Prediction Center is it's going to be above normal temperatures for the summer, below normal rainfall for the summer. So uh, that drought, they're predicting on their prediction scale that it could move all the way back to I-35 again. So, and it might not be ex- severe, exceptional, or uh, part of the drought. It might get into the dry, the moderate, uh, or slight drought. But, uh, you know, if we don't get any rain for a couple, three months, then drought's going to move back way, uh, back to the east for yeah, sure. We've been uh, blessed with some pretty good rainfall lately, and that's uh, been nice. But, uh, uh the faucet can shut off just as fast as it <laughs> yes, Mother Nature turns it on, I guess. It can. Uh, and, and you know, we, yeah. we, we'll we be watching the tropics and stuff like that. That's something we do at our office. We watch the monitor of the Hurricane Center to see if we got any storms coming in into the Gulf and how they might affect us. You know, like I say, we start looking at this stuff one, two weeks in advance. So, you know, we've got a general idea, and, and if there's – something that may come up we may share that on our social media page or facebook page and everything to kind of let people know yeah okay you may we may have something here in a week or so we may not so all right uh and mention your website and facebook page so folks can uh, yeah just get on, on to, our facebook mm-hmm. page just type in grady county emergency management and uh, follow it and like i say we give uh, updates on weather uh Anything that might be concerning to the public in the county or something like that. Uh, other types of warnings, you know, we do a lot of stuff in there on pets, uh, you know, how to take care of them in the summertime mm-hmm. and what to watch out for. So gives a lot of good information. Right. Dale, thanks for coming in. Laura, thanks for coming in and being on the program today. Uh, from Grady County Emergency Management on our cool conversation. And a big thanks to our sponsors, Community Bank of Oklahoma and Stanley Systems.